This is the Animal's Eye View podcast, and I'm your host, Lizanne Flynn. It was earlier this week that I held a live Facebook event, and I'll make sure and put a link to that in the podcast notes on Buzzsprout. It was really lovely, and it was particularly timely that we chose to focus on not only Australia, but on the being known as koala in this lifetime. And the other part of what we focused on in the Facebook Live event through the Facebook group, also by the same name as the podcast, The Animals I View, I would love to have you join us there, by the way, is that we focused on the word paradox. And I think right now, particularly for humans, it's a, it's a challenging time, especially when those of us who are empaths are being deeply affected by what looks to be the mass destruction that's going on down on on the part of the planet known as Australia. And I think it's helpful to think about at these points of time the yin-yang symbol, those two perfectly curved and matching pieces one that's white and one that's black. And of course, in each one of those, they have their opposite small dot, which is just a reminder that even though you're over pretty much in being a light being, there still will be some shadow aspects. And to be honest, those shadow aspects are actually a perfect complement to a being of light. Likewise, when you look at the curved part of the yin-yang symbol that represents uh, shadow. There's also that little dot of light which serves as a wonderful reminder that even when you step into shadow in doing so and sometimes in excavating maybe a little bit deeper just as you would in a mine, the jewels that you find in a mine are identical to the jewels and the pieces of light that you find when you step into the shadow aspects. Because the shadow aspects, certainly of you, let's just take humans for an example, are those parts of you that are naturally occurring and likely those parts of you that society, as you being a member of the human species, tells you are inappropriate and are not supposed to come out and are things that other humans, if they happen to see them, will sometimes and maybe more than likely react negatively to, which in turn kind of triggers the herd mentality of humans in that it's perhaps understood that if you want to get along, it's important to go along. But I think all of that kind of misses the point though. For animals, they have a really magical way of straddling those aspects of light and shadow, that they they fully embrace the shadow aspects and understand that, say for instance, like sometimes what you see in a nature show, 
of when an orca ingests a baby seal or when a wolf pack happens to hunt down either the oldest or perhaps maybe the young and the weak of a herd of deer or elk that it's actually a partnership and they understand that when they physically ingest the very physical form of that particular prey they're also becoming one with that particular animal collective consciousness for lack of a better word on the planet they don't look at it as a us versus them or an either or situation which is how humans unfortunately we've we've kind of boxed ourselves into this corner of not understanding that the floating above and the incorporating both aspects of light and shadow are are really kind of the the touchstones for any experience here on the planet. And when we talked about paradox during the Facebook Live event, I wanted to explore just a little bit with those who were present for for that amount of time this past Monday how they might be feeling as empaths and how they might be feeling about how do I as an empath continue to hold space for myself as well as perhaps other beings on the planet and just stay kind of in this position or this place of light when the shadow aspects of such mass destruction and such massive loss of earthling life, both human and animal, is is so prevalent and so overwhelming right now down in Australia. And I think that's the kind of challenging part of being, frankly, definitely human and perhaps even any kind of earthling right now on this planet, is that because the aspects of light and shadow appear to be, you might say, doing battle with each other, that's not my perspective, but within this duality, it's always been kind of challenging to, as you see with the yin-yang symbol, to hold aspects of shadow close and to hold aspects of light close and understand that the duality actually makes up a perfectly wonderful union. Again, humans, we kind of miss that. We've created whole systems where we kind of dump our shadow and then, of course, as it has to, at least if you're going to stay on this planet for any length of time, those shadow aspects are going to come up in one way, in one shape or form or another. With Australia, I think it's tempting as empaths because, again, we feel things so deeply. I think it's tempting to kind of let ourselves slide into that place of resonating perhaps too much with the loss of life, with the grief, with the devastation, with with all of those things that again as humans, even though you're an empath, you can't help but be affected by what your surrounding society tells you. That from a lot of people's perspective, this is an incredible imbalance. And you know what? From Australia's perspective, this is simply a rebalancing. As most other species on the planet are well aware, fire is a very effective cleanser. 
And that's not to say that Australia hasn't had fires before because I, I know that they have and I know that she, the landmass, has as well. But for whatever reason at this point in time, because there's such mass destruction, what must follow on this planet is of course a period of transition, but because fire is such an effective cleanser and cleansing out the old, there must then follow a period of regrowth and a period of rebirth. And so it's challenging to remain in that neutral place of understanding that the shadow aspects of this incredibly destructive slash cleansing fire are very prevalent, that the landmass herself appear to be and seem to be relatively neutral about this. That doesn't mean that Australia in in her location on the planet, and certainly you may or may not be familiar with what we call ley lines, L-E-Y lines, which think of it if you will and this is just my frame of reference. You know how sometimes when you go to the liquor store and you buy a bottle of wine and before you leave the liquor store in an effort to keep the bottle from cracking, they put that kind of plasticized, it almost looks like um, a fishnet over it. That's a little bit what ley lines are as far as the planet is concerned. Uh, ley lines run um, underneath every single landmass all around the planet and you can actually Google, and I, I will look for and see if I can find a link for the ley lines that have been mapped out by other energy workers so that you can kind of see that the ley lines form this grid of energy that kind of loosely but securely um, encompass and embrace and enfold the planet. And so with the neutrality of Australia, for the group that was present in the Facebook Live event, it really was helpful, I think, to, to, to alleviate some of the, I think, naturally occurring pain and discomfort that comes along with being human on this planet, that comes along in all, not even just human, but sentient being on this planet. But animals you see from their perspective, it's not that they don't understand and feel the pain that's going on down in Australia. They trust what's going on down in Australia. They understand that if this was not meant to happen, it wouldn't be happening. They also understand that with fire being the effective cleanser that it is, it is somehow helping to restore an imbalance that has been created. Most likely so, and let's just be really direct about this, the one species on the planet that is overrunning the planet at this point in time with numbers, and that would be us as humans. Every single other species has maintained its innate balance with what Earth herself can comfortably and sustainably continue to gift um, to us and our life forms here on this planet. All the other animals understand that and all the other animals in their numbers have managed to maintain this perfect eco-balance, if you will. Humans have not. We simply view the planet as a place for taking. The other part of what we did during the live event was check in with koala. And I think a lot of people are are mostly struck by 
koalas because they look so cuddly and because they look so cool. And I think it's fair to say that, well, there's, certainly there are other species like kangaroo, um, echidna, and other naturally occurring species in Australia have been affected. The, the thing about koalas is that they tend to hang out in trees, and most specifically eucalyptus trees. And their natural instinct is to go up into the tree when fire comes along, because fire usually seeks out the most fuel it can gather, that being on the, the surface of the ground first, on the forest floor, and then if necessary, it goes up into the trees. Well, with the eucalyptus trees, because of the amount of oil, we'll remember using eucalyptus oil from time to time. What happens when the fire reaches the top of the tree is that the, the top of the tree just bursts into flame. And that's unfortunately, of course, where koala finds itself. And when we connected with koala, it was really a lovely reset. Because the first thing that came in with koala, capital K, as far as collective consciousness of koala, was this lovely, soft, warm energy. There was this steadiness. There was this peacefulness. There was this very slow, consistent rate of walking, of just being, of being very present every moment of the day, yet moving at a pace that almost felt like it might match your heartbeat if you happen to have a heartbeat that's say right around 65 to 70 beats per minute. And in connecting with Koala the message was I understand. I accept your grief at the expression of so many Koala life forms not being present on your planet any longer. Most definitely this was a deep loss and it's important to allow yourselves to grieve. We the koalas understand this grief as well and there will be many of us who will lose family members and who may very well lose our own lives. The one thing that we know for sure though as koala and as earthling is that even once outside of this experience we will continue to be part of who you are. We will continue to live on in your memory and we will continue to be part of the energetic grid and the galactic expression of love and joy and compassion on this planet because that's just simply how it is here. And that last piece, I think, is what humans often miss. Again, in our struggle to continue to reach for the light, and I, I honestly do think this is how we naturally are. I think that that's how all Earthlings naturally are here on this planet. I think that most definitely animals of all species continually reach for joy. They continually reach for that place in their existence and their activities that are like, okay, is this the least amount of effort that I can expend doing this one thing? 
yes, then I'm going to do that. Is this the most amount of joy that I'm going to get from doing this one thing? Yes, that I'm going to do that. And I think humans really struggle to find that balance of joyfulness and effortlessness in our lives. And I think koala in Australia, even in their paradox and even in the gift of rebirth that's sure to come and the message from koala within the midst of all this destruction, to be able to peacefully and tranquilly and in a neutral way honor any emotions that are coming up for you when you think about Australia, when you think about things that are going on in other places of the planet. Trust me when I say that the best thing that you can do, not only for yourself, but for all the other beings on the planet, is to float gently above this current duality. Because it is changing, and what you might be experiencing as a battle between shadow and light is really nothing more than shadow recognizing that light is slowly but surely moving over and creating less space for shadow because this is the way the planet herself is moving. We forget again that Earth is a sentient being. She's not without her own life path in this galaxy and in this solar system. And so as Earthlings and as you experience and observe all of the things happening around you, move to neutrality because you'll find a deep well of compassion there not only for yourself, but for all the other beings on the planet. And that's the best place to be. I'm Lizanne Flynn. This has been the Animal's Eye View podcast. I'll see you next time.